This is Daily Trojans Arts and Entertainment Podcast. I am the opponent, appointed host, Lauren. I'm digital managing editor and one of the film critics for DT. Um, I'd like to go around and introduce my muted guests. Um, we have Angie, one of our A&E editors. We have Sophia, one of our features editors and also a film critic. And we have Emily, another one of our A&E editors. So you know what we had to come together today all of us to discuss the academy award nominations uh, also known as the oscar nominations um i think you know what i don't think we'll have like two different opinions on this but i do want to start on what was your guys's favorite nomination because there were definitely some ones to look out for I'll start to get the conversation rolling, um, just like your orientation advisor would. I would say uh, Yoon Yoo Jung getting nominated, um, I think for best supporting actress for Minari, that was, that was a win, that was a win for us. But yeah, let's, you know, Sophia, you're unmuted. <laughs> Anyone? I can go. Um, I, I was really excited that Emerald, Emerald got nominated for Best Screenplay and Best Director. Best Director, two women? Never heard of that, literally in my entire life, because it's never happened. <laughs> but I was really excited about that. So I really loved Promising Young Woman, and I loved watching Emerald talk about it um, at the different, I watched her at the Hollywood Reporter event, and I thought that she deserved it. And yeah. There's more I could say, but I'll pass it on to someone else. Angie, do you want to go? Um, Viola Davis, Best Actress for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Definitely her performance in that was just amazing. It's honestly like I have no qualms with whoever was nominated for Best Actress. They they all deserve it in their own ways. Um, Best Supporting Actor. I, okay, I, I, I don't know too much about it, but I'm confused on why there was two people are Judas and the Black Messiah when isn't like supposed to be the lead I was just a little confused on that I was talking to my sister about that this morning because she's seen it I haven't seen it but I just love Lakeith Stanfield but she said because they kind of split the lead role that she thought it was weird too she thinks it's because like they were both like equally the lead in it are Daniel Kula and him so that's why they both got supported Maria Bakalova for best supporting actress as well that's going to be an interesting one to watch because um, she was favored to win the Golden Globe and then she lost it to Rosalind Pike, um, which I was not expecting. So personally, I want uh, Ju Young Yoon to win. I think that would just be like, fantastic, but I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely a tough category. You have like Glenn, you have Olivia, Amanda Seyfried. Um, so that's going to be a hard one, but definitely my heart's in it for Ju Young. Jodie Foster was left out of the Mauritanian, or she's in the Mauritanian, but she was left out of that category, even though she won Golden Globe for it. So maybe it's homophobia. That's the flavor of this nomination cycle. 
maybe a little too much Borat. Emily, what do you think? Um, I agree. I am super excited about the actresses nominated in supporting roles. So um super interested to see who will win there. I definitely think um Yoon Yu Jung for Minari would be wonderful. Super talented people overall though. So hard consensus. I think we have to talk about why the Academy loves old men so much. The literal old man, Gary Oldman, was nominated for Best Actor in Mank, which received 10 nominations. Um, part of, you know, Netflix's, I don't know how many, they got, like 35, but they will only win a fraction of it just, you know, based on prior award shows but Anthony Hopkins for the father a great a great role but he is the oldest man to be nominated for this <laughs> like love that guy maybe the love should have ended at two popes but what do you think why why old men we're not ageist though and didn't even I didn't know the father was a movie. I like to think that I'm like pretty up to date on film culture, and I had never heard of that till today. Wait, I should look. See, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like for best actor, like the Pope, like I, I haven't. I mean, father, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't think I'm going to. Um, but it's just like, you know, after. <laughs> There's so many, oh, I don't know, nominations and awards. Is there a limit? Eventually, though, they'll have to have more diverse academies regard or, or categories regardless because of um, the new Oscar rules, but those take into effect. I think they take into effect 2022. I wish um, I wish Delroy Lindo was nominated for, for Best Actor. I think um, definitely a snub for De Five Blood. Um, Spike Lee left out of Best Spike Director. I'm confused on whether emphasis was on Mank, but not on the five. It's just it's in black and white. It's in black and white. It like oh, go ahead. I mean, it's good. No, yeah, I just noticed that too. There was a lot, um, a lot of emphasis on Mank, and they took home a lot of the nominations. <laughs> For some big categories so i was gonna say i don't understand why people think that putting movies in black and white makes them better and sam levinson has taught us this and i'm glad he got no nominations because he didn't deserve any and that movie was garbage anyway but to that review yes. <laughs> check it out review of malcolm and marie by our film critic and cancer sophia that was hard for her she put her that's her life's work in the review <laughs> Yes, Malcolm and Marie. Yeah, we had to had to get in this discussion somehow. But again, you know, Sam Levinson will find, I think, will find his way into an Oscar nomination. Um, you know, it's just got to be the combination of Black actors that he wants to exploit. Um, you know, we got some, what do we think about our best director again because we talked about Emerald and we talked about Chloe so Chloe's the first woman of color and then first two women great great news and Minari Lee Isaac Chung is there 
if we had another foreign language film thing with Minari, that would have been terrible. But Thomas Vinterberg snuck in with another round. That surprised me. That really surprised me. I wasn't expecting to go like that. What do we think? What are our predictions for this category? I'm surprised we went with Thomas Vinterberg and not with the director of the Trial of the Chicago Seven. I thought that would have Aaron been Sorkin, a- given like did he direct it? Yeah, he won Best Screenplay at the Golden Globes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good though. Interesting. Yeah, he's a really good writer. Um, he was at the Rockus Awards that I covered for DT. Another plug, not meaning to be, <laughs> but he was really like. I feel like someone I I'm sorry not to be ageist or racist but when I watched old white men talk like so bored and when he talked he was like I'm so like I get to do what I love every day and I'm so thankful like this is such a great opportunity and he also like thanked the caucus for like supporting young students like getting to like pursue writing and I was like I don't hate you I don't hate Aaron Sorkin was he wearing a scarf that's a good honestly I think he probably was love that for him Sasha Baron Cohen. What this guy's all over. He really made the most of the pandemic, no? Trial of Chicago Seven and Borat's subsequent movie film. Um I have not watched either. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what's what's the deal with that? like why I don't period? know. In the first, I had to watch the first one in a class and we kind of just talked about how problematic and then they came out with the second one and I didn't watch it. <laughs> so yeah, I've honestly never seen it either. Um, yeah. I remember one time I was editing um, these review for it and I was just really confused. Yeah, I was like, I agree. What? It's definitely Is he like one. What's the guy, the movie, uh, Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite? It's that genre. Yeah, it reminds me of that, definitely. I love Napoleon Dynamite. Which, did that age? <laughs> I do too. Okay. What if that age poorly? It probably did, I'm sure. Um, interesting. Oh my gosh, a song from Eurovision. Oh, yes, I saw that. I liked that movie. Emma, her best costume design, that's a, that's a no-brainer. Oh, I listen. I know, like, compared to like the other movies, Emma isn't as like striking. But Anya Taylor Joy, nothing for her. She's out. I would have loved a Best Actress. I would have. I'm sad. Like, I know it's not like. Yeah, I love that movie. I wrote a paper comparing it with Clueless, and um. I was doing in my research because you know how it has a period and they asked like Autumn DeWild why she put a period and said because it's a period piece and I was like perfect I, <laughs> it's a period. I think Emma should have gotten just a little bit more than it did I liked the style like it was so highly stylized but like not in a bad way which I think is hard to achieve sometimes sorry not to leave the conversation but thoughts on tenant getting how many nominations one two i didn't even know they got production design and 
there. Visual okay. effects. Did not I'll let it, it slide. Oh, the Five Bloods got original score, which I feel like is gonna. I think Soul is the real category in there. My favorite movie, uh, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon, was uh, nominated for Best Animated Film. I hope, you know, the Academy really considers their choices there. Um, oh, for Animated Feature? Yeah. Onward. Onward. <laughs> I thought, like, nobody liked that movie. And then I think... Either. Someone posted either Tom Holland or Chris Pratt. One of them posted like, "We can't, I can't believe this." And I was, me either. <laughs> I didn't think. Maybe they didn't. What did you guys think of the film? I, well, I heard it was bad. <laughs> I didn't. It, but it just it looks so um tacky. <laughs> I I think I think for me, I saw the picture of the the lesbian cop, and I was like. Oh okay. no, the Cyclops. Uh, yeah, the Cyclop. Cyclop. Was that supposed to be the joke? Cyclop. There was supposed to be a joke? No, like cop and Cyclop. I don't know. I didn't see it either. <laughs> did you see it? I did see one word. I actually saw it in one of my film classes, and it wasn't awful. Like, I enjoyed it. <laughs> It was okay, but I was a little confused why it was nominated, question mark. What do you guys think of the Sound of Metal nominations? I, I told you guys this is something we can't plug, but we have great any conversations. Yes, I do love Riz, but I just don't think him playing someone who's who's deaf or hard of hearing is a good move. I did like that, um, what's his name? I think Paul Racy um, got the supporting actor nomination and he is a child of, uh, a hearing child of deaf parents, which did bring, you know, something to the movie, but knowing that he had a, a tough time even getting to that point for, deaf representation in the film I feel like you know there's always like a they should have been nominated but not for this movie and I that's this moment and like you I haven't heard about like this discussion until you told me about sort of just the lack of involvement within the deaf community like you know the fact that it took all such a tough time to get in the role, it's, it, I don't know. I think that's something that hasn't been talked about enough regarding this nomination. I haven't seen the movie, but I've, I've heard just like amazing things about it, but it's like, there's the other side that hasn't been considered quite yet. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. because Now I'm gonna do a lot of research. It's good to, I do love, you know, I think <laughs> I'm trying to remember, oh God. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was *A Star Is Born* nominated for Best Picture? I don't think. Was it? I know Best Actor. I don't. I think it was. Yes, it was. It because I remember. I, was, I remember hoping for it, and then I was like, "This is such a long shot. I'm gonna do it for Gaga." <laughs> <laughs>
it's just like the authors don't usually like music movies so I think that is a plus because the sound of metal like regardless of or you can't really you know separate the representation issues but it's a very good story so that is definitely surprising did you ever see hillbilly elegy i personally haven't seen it but i've heard like mixed things about it i was surprised when i saw her name on there i didn't know that (laughs) i didn't expect them to get nominations because like the trailer looked good and we all love Amy Adams and she was, you know, gives it like 110%. But um, after it came out, like I never heard anything again. So I was like, okay, so it's probably not good. So I was surprised to see, I mean, Glenn Close is amazing. So that the acting part, not a surprise, but I think I was surprised that the movie was mentioned at all. Kind of like Amy Olivia Adams. Coleman too. Olivia Coleman is in The Father with Anthony Hopkins and Emojin Poots. So maybe we do have to watch this movie because if she wins, I, I, I love her, but I don't want her to win. But if she does, I want to know what her acceptance speech would look like. Um, listen, I'm going to go on a quick rant about international feature film. This one... This one hits different for me. Um, it's a good section, but I do think there were some snubs. First of all, uh, the Taiwanese film, A Son wasn't nominated. Lauren, do you have thoughts on this? It was the best movie of the year, like by a long shot. And the fact that <laughs> like it didn't any nominations brought tears to my eyes this morning it's just like one of those surprising things you know if you have distribution on Netflix it isn't really gonna guarantee you any like real like I don't know how to put it like American or mainstream attention which really it didn't need but apparently the the Oscar committee I didn't think about it or just yeah like I I just think like Netflix really put all of their energy behind like Trial of the Chicago 7 or Mank and it's like it left out the energy behind like a sun because like you didn't even see like the trailer on it for Netflix you know it it was it was really promoted on their social media and it was like if it was given the proper elevation that it rightfully deserved like I think the conversation would have been so different because it's definitely like even on Netflix it's like labeled as like a hidden gem and it's like you this you, you're the studio who movie why is it a hidden gem like you could fix just it. Uh, a son and mank like I have two two movies in my hands one of them is a rotten apple so just yeah that's a bigger conversation of what Netflix needs to be doing with its money though I don't know if it's still in debt but continue yeah and then also it's just like uber personal for me but uh Ramallah's La Llorona wasn't nominated that really uh, I know that hurt it was it would would have been the first film from the country to have been nominated um and it's just sort of like a retelling of you know the myth of La Llorona but through indigenous Mayan genocide that occurred um, in the 70s. And 
it was it I mean I, I haven't seen it quite yet because I, I don't know where to but um it hurt I was I was really excited to see it and then we got another round who I think the academy really liked which I mean Lauren and I saw it for class it wasn't terrible but it's just like wasn't spectacular yeah Mads Mikkelsen which I he should have gotten a best actor nomination for it yeah. rather than Thomas Vinterberg get best director that yeah. was like it's a whole different change a whole different side of him than we know from like Hannibal or James Bond and that sort of stuff really liked him see like also when I was just like reflecting these nominations afterwards like you know you see Minari best picture you see a lot of like sort of steps towards progress but at the same time like I don't fully trust the institution at all like it feels to me still very performative I don't know if you saw but when they were doing the art release they had, were like we did it did we solve racism we had all of these artists from a bunch of different countries like design like the logo for the year and that I don't know why it feels so ingenuine and it just it, it does, does and it hurts <laughs> and that because it's annoying. like to be nominated is one thing then it's like at the end of the day like who are they going to choose to be winners and that's where it's just like I don't I don't see them commit to that also like it still shows that old Hollywood sort of type of movies have such a grasp on them like um one one night in Miami barely even heard of in the nominations and you know definitely deserve Regina King definitely for at least best just best director it's interesting how to like when you think of how many of these movies are on streaming services and just talking about like infrastructure right now with internet and the fact that a lot of these movies that you know if they come from Guatemala or if they come from Taiwan you know or if they come from the U.S., you know, they're not accessible to a majority of the world's population who just don't have the infrastructure. So we have this small, tiny academy dictating what's the best to watch, and then people can't watch it and can't sort of participate in, you know, history making as it goes. So very disappointing on that end that the Oscars hasn't made one real strides in, you know, diversity hiring and nominating, but haven't really made a difference in actually getting, you know, movies to the public. So should we um, not have the Oscars? Is that, is that where we're going? I think, like, I'm just really curious to see, like, how it's going to change considering the new members of the Academy got a shout out uh, my girl Yalitza um, and you know everyone else who who joined like I'm I'm curious to see like the inner workings of that and like what's going on behind the scenes you know for like voters themselves and what they're fighting for um, curious to see how the diversity standards are gonna affect you know how nominations are chosen and how winners are voted upon and things like that but I feel like a lot of people have also, you know, become 
aware of this too where it's like awards really just don't mean anything at this point because it's like by whose standards you know are we judging these movies yeah i agree i think it'll be interesting to see even with the new regulations if things will like really change because <laughs> i like looking at it there's like a lot of ways to go around it like even though it requires like diverse voices like you could hire like staffer in the writer's room and be like, oh, look, we had a writer color, so now we can get an Oscar nomination. Like we met the quorum or the quota, not like actually making a difference. But I do hope, like, I, I mean, I'm a screenwriting student, so I get to see lots of people learn my screenwriting classes, like write incredible stories. So I'm hoping that we have success and <laughs> so do I, but. Um... Any lasting thoughts, Emily? I want to hear what, who's going to win. Okay. Speed round. Okay. Emily, who's going to win best director? Who do I think will win for best director? Well, first, I think we all have to acknowledge and point out just how exciting it is to see two female filmmakers for the first time in the history of the Oscars nominated for best director within the same year. We have Chloe Zhao for Nomadland and Emerald Fennell for promising young woman. Both amazing filmmakers, talented directors, great films. There's some really good contenders here, but I would say of those nominated, I think Chloe Zhao for Nomadland will win Best Director. She became the first Asian woman to win Best Director at the Golden Globes, and I honestly think she could take home the win again for Best Director at the Oscars. I can see it. I can see it. How about Sophia, who's winning a supporting actor? In my dreams, it would be Lakeith Stanfield because he's beautiful. And also because he was like the lead of that movie. Uh, but if not, I would hope that, you know, Leslie Odom Jr. because Hamilton. But I'm a little bit mad at him for being in the CM movie. So we'll see. Lots to unpack with that one. Angie, who's winning? actress in a leading role. I think Frances's performance in Nomadland is a little bit different from Three Billboards and Argo. I, I was surprised to see her lose the Golden Globe, but I, at the same time, I don't think um, the voters would be like that wooed by her considers um, you know, other really great performances. So, um, I I want Viola Davis to win, but I think it's going to go to Carrie Mulligan. All right, Lauren, you should do best feature. I think it's going to be Nomadland. But they're all very deserving, except for Mank. Uh, from the Mank Hater group, uh, thank you for listening to Rhythm and News. We pl- plenty of things for you to read and listen to. And yeah, this was a lot of fun. 